God bless you, everyone. Welcome here this morning. Just happy Father's Day to all our fathers, grandfathers, and most of all to our Father. We just want to worship Him this morning. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. Amen. He's our provider. He knows our every need. Oh my, let's just magnify the name of the Lord this morning and worship and praise and create an atmosphere for the Word of God to come and minister and meet our every need. Amen. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. A wonderful Savior is He. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my
Hallelujah. Oh, Rock of Ages. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you. We praise you, oh God. Blessed be your name, Father. You are my Father. You are my God. You are my everything, oh God, my Father. I worship you this morning, Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forgive me, friends, for being a baby. This is something real this morning. Hallelujah. Can we sing, I have an anchor in my life? And all stand together. I have an anchor in my life.
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Maybe we can just sing this chorus before we go to prayer. Mercy rewrote my life. Mercy Love the Lord. Amen. He's worthy of our praise and our worship. Brother Joe Waldner, could I ask you to come and pray with us this morning? We have a couple of prayer requests I'd like to read out. And Brother Serge Roy is asking the Lord for a healing touch this morning in his body. And uh, Sister Grace Beatty is asking prayer for a Sister Hannah in New Zealand. Uh, for 10 years, she's had to get a visa, uh, so please pray New Zealand will give her permanent residence. So we just want to bring that before the Lord. And every need in our midst, every need in the body, our Lord is our supplier. Amen. Happy to have our pastor here this morning. Pray God will continually strengthen him. Bless you. Precious Heavenly Father, once again we come before thy holy presence this morning, O God. Lord, we're so thankful for your kindness towards us, Father, that you've gathered us today, Father, once again, Father, to be in thy presence, O God, and to hear the words of life, Father, once again, O God. We pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you meet every need that's in your divine presence tonight, Father. Every sickness, every sorrow, every brokenhearted, whatever need would be there, and we have plenty of them many times, Father. So we come before Thee, O God, that Thy grace will be sufficient us today, O God, and that Thy word will come forth in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, Father. We pray, dear God, Father, that each and every member in this body tonight would be anointed with the word of God. Bring forth, Father, spiritual food in due season. We have need of it, Father, O God, for we need a strength with the time that lays ahead for us, Father, O God. 
God. And we're so dependent upon you, Father, O God. And we're just asking, O Lord, that once again we find favor in thy eyes, Father. We pray for those, O God, that are sick and afflicted, that have put in these prayer requests, Father. Our sister Beatty, that has a concern of this loved one for her, Father. We just pray, O God, Father, that you, O Lord, meet the need, Father, according to your will and plan, Father, because, Father, you're the one, Father, that will have to take control of this situation, Father. You said all things work together for those that love you, that walk not as the flesh, but after the Spirit, Father, and we are spiritual people, Father. We also want to... Remember our brother Serge with his problem that he has, Father. How many times have we gone to you, Lord, with our sickness, with our bodies breaking down, but you, O God, was ever so faithful to raise us up again, O God. Think of my own infirmities I had two years ago. I can lift up my hand above my my head and praise you father where i could not even move it beyond my belly button father and tonight this morning i can you give you praise you once again father for the mighty healing that you've done for me lord so i pray oh god that you meet the needs of thy people this morning that each one that cry out and reach out for their healing or their salvation or whatever it may be father we give you praise and glory and honor for everything that we have asked it this morning and I pray that you bless your sermon that may come forth with the mighty unction of the Holy Ghost Father O God and spiritual food and this hour that we're living in we need it Father and we want it Father so we pray that you bless the service and the songs and everything O God we ask your mercy and grace and kindness also we pray also for the for the uh, taking out of the offering O God that you O Lord once again will Bless your people, Father, and that they'll give with their hearts, Father, O Lord, to thee, O Lord. For you ask, you shall meet our needs and supply all our needs before thee, Father. If we ask, Father, and you will do it, Lord. And we give you thanks in your name, wonderful name, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Brother Joe. God bless you. You can have your seats this morning. Take up the offering and the tithing. Just have one announcement. Um, next Sunday, the Sunday school children will be singing for the church. Please, please bring. <laughs> oh, please bring them. For practice at 10 a.m. Thank you. So children will be singing next Sunday. Sunday school children. Bring them for practice at 10 a.m. Everybody get that? Put my glasses on and I can read. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go unto the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing Psalm 34. We haven't sang that for a while. I... Unless you sang it on Wednesday. I missed Wednesday's service. No? Okay. Well, we're good. Amen. He's the healer of all of our afflictions and all of our diseases. He's our provider of every good thing. Amen. He is worthy of our praise. So faithful. Amen. Let's start with the first verse. I sought the Lord. Me and deliver me 
Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High, for you are worthy of our praise and adoration and thanksgiving. Oh, we worship you this morning, Father. We bless your holy name every day and every night, oh God, with never-ending praise, oh God. Every breath that comes across our lips, Lord, let it be praise and worship unto thee, O God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to invite Brother Tom to come at this time. And maybe we can just stand together. And I just have in my heart to sing faithful ones, so unchanging. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Faithful one, so Dear Heavenly Father, as we have sung the songs of Zion, to magnify and glorify you, the King of glory. Father God, we look to you now to come and open your word to us. May it be the thrill of our soul to see the great unveiling of God. Not that man could do anything, Lord. It takes the great revelator himself to open the word of God to us individually. So I trust, Lord, and pray that each and every one has put their order in this morning. Lord, that you could say, speak to my heart. Speak to my life. Mold me, shape me into your glorious image by the word of the Lord. I pray, Father God, you'll meet every need in divine presence, Lord. Many needs amongst us, and you're the one that can meet that need this morning. 
So, Father, I pray now that you will take the vessel and may the word of God come forth through the vessel. And may, Lord, I just remove myself out of the way that you, by the grace of God, will come and speak to us individually. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you can have your seats for just a few moments, if you don't mind. I'll turn immediately to the word. Um, Brother Aiden and Sister Michelle and family, this is their last service today. Is that correct? Why don't you stand? They're going to be moving to Calgary. A great adventure. We've appreciated you and your family, Brother Aiden, very much. May the Lord watch over you, guide you, protect you, and keep you always. Remember us in your prayers as we'll remember you. God bless you. God bless you. Well, we had a wonderful uh, surprise over this weekend. I know we had grad and everything, but we have some visitors that are actually come home. Brother Wes and Sister Diane Nygaard, why don't you stand and show us your faces? <laughs> we welcome you home. <laughs> Supernaturally, God opened a way for our precious brother and sister Nygaard to be here at church. And I don't know how they did it outside of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And um, when I saw Brother West the other night at the grad ceremony here at the church, I, I, I had to do a double take. I thought, man, the rapture's taking place. But he looked a little older. <laughs> Rapture were younger. But it was such a pleasant surprise, Brother West, Sister Diane, to have you. I'm sure it's wonderful for the family to have you here. You've been a wonderful friend and support of this church, and we love you for it. Thank you. Amen. Well, we had a tremendous grad. We had Brother Matthew Ardeal speak to us last night. It was fantastic. And uh, the way he felt is the way I always feel, nervous. So get over it, Matt. <laughs> We've been doing it for years, and, and we're thankful to the Lord that we lean on him and not on our ability, for we have no ability so I, I want to say that we are proud of our grads, proud of what the Lord has done year after year, seeing them as they graduate. It makes us feel a little tad older each year. And then we had some visitors here, and they saw these graduates, and they said, well, I remember them when they were only 10. Well, I remember them before that, and here they are graduating into lovely, lovely young men, and, and Sister Ella, a lovely young lady. God bless you. It was very, very special. Well, we know it's Father's Day, so of course I, I just wanted to reassure myself that I wouldn't miss anything, because Brother Branham, whether he mentioned Father's Day or, or not, and he mentioned it twice, and he did not elaborate on it, so I won't either. <laughs> Say what he said. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> they make it a commercial day, but we are thankful for our fathers indeed. And John writes in the scriptures regarding the fathers. He said, I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. And I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. He goes on to say, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. That is tremendous scripture. And I, and I, and I don't know whether it's, whether, whether it was a, a news thing that flashed on my computer or whether because it's Father's coming up Father's Day or not, 
but they call it the epidemic of lost fatherhood. It's an epidemic of lost fatherhood. And they figure that by losing the father figure in the home, causing violence and disruption and imbalance of character. And so everyone here, I want you to know that we appreciate the fathers of the gospel. We appreciate our pastor. Amen. God bless you, Dad. Amen. We would be amiss not to mention how much he's influenced and impacted our lives. I never tire over the years. I'll go back and remember a message Brother Biscoll has preached. And, and I've gone back and I, I look at it profound. I just say profound and so up to date. And we're thankful that the word of God is not old. It's always present and fresh. And so what we fed on over the years is fresh manna, and it's still fresh. And, we go, and we're thankful that we have had such a mentorship and father of the gospel and pastor of our church. God bless you, Dad. God bless you. Well, now we're coming to the Word, and, and um, I hope you've been pondering. Oh, you already forgot what I preached last week? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an amazing word that, that follows through throughout the scripture and you can go through how David meditated on the Lord and I think Brother Biscoe preached one time on muse, how you muse and you ponder and you weigh things out. And I, I, that's what I, I've been sort of um, maybe guilty of, maybe just maybe a little bit preaching too much. And really just trying to lay down the word of God so that we could think and weigh out the word. Because it's deep, it's rich, and this there's nothing like this message. Amen. Nothing. And I, I know that I, I don't want to be redundant in what I spoke. But we, we so focus on a lot of things and we... Focus, of course, on healing. We fo- that is a part of the resurrection, and, and we won't belittle that at all. But I don't believe the message came for us just to, to ponder those things, whereas we're to ponder the next dimension of where we are actually moving to. And we get so uh, focused down to just everyday life, and that seems what Satan does to us, where we're just on this great rat uh, trap or treadmill of life that we just keep trying to survive each day. But if we would just rest in the promise that he is indeed the supplier of all our needs and keep our eyes focused on what this message has come to us for, where indeed he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And we need, and I need, to stay more focused to pondering on what this glorious message is all about. And we want to look to the Lord this morning and preach about a little subject on since I've been pondering on this is I'm pondering on there's a land beyond the river that they call the sweet forever. 
And we've had a couple of soldiers go across over this last little while, and maybe that's been something on my mind. But if you start adding up all those that have gone on before us, it seems that their congregation there is about the size of our congregation here. And I feel the pull. I really do. I have not desired this world. We've sung for years, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. So God gave us a message to help us pass through. And without it, we wouldn't even have a glimpse of what that other side is. But God has given us prophet eyes to see beyond this mortal life. And I hear those golden bells. I want to go to that land. And I want all of us to you, uh, to rejoice and unite our hearts this morning. To look up and know that your redemption draweth nigh. Brother Bram said, God sent this resurrection to you. You, in, in the rising of the sun, he says, that you, you just went down this road and you went this dead end and you went this way. But then all of a sudden, the resurrection came by your way. That's what this message is. It is indeed the resurrection. And we need to keep that in the forefront of our minds. So let's stand, please. I'd like, uh, first of all, to turn to Philippians 1. Philippians 1 and verse 20. Philippians 1. Everybody there? Philippians 1. In verse 20, Paul writing to the Philippians, According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be my life or by death. Paul is writing something very specific. So I, I wanted to look up exactly what Paul was relating to when he was he's saying this. He said, I have an eager expectation. So it, it's not just uh, earnest, but it's eager expectation for the realization of that thing that I have been assured of and hope. I'm looking forward to a future. I will not disgrace myself, nor be ashamed in anything. But that with courage and with utmost freedom of speech, even now as always, let Christ be magnified and exalted in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Your word is life to us, Lord. It's powerful, but it's real. The only thing that's real. All things are passing away, but your word will never pass away. 
So, Lord God, may this earnest expectation of the land beyond the river become a living reality to us all. Lord, we will put on a change. We have been shown this unveiled mystery. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you'll make it alive to the youngest, to the oldest. That God, you and your faithfulness sent us a messenger to proclaim the coming of the Lord. And Lord, we will not be ashamed of it. We will proclaim it and we will live it, Lord, by the grace of Almighty God. Bless your people as we look into your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Nice to have you in church this morning as we worship the true and living God, our lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like you to turn now, please, to Leviticus chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. Don't you, you know, I mean, we, you've heard it over the years. Don't you love the rustle? Maybe not be a mulberry tree, but it's a rustle of the pages of the Bible. Take that smartphone. Yeah, can you imagine with every one of you pulling out a smartphone, all I would be hearing is. But I'd love the rustle of those pages. Leviticus 20, verse 24. But I have said unto you, you shall inherit their land, and I will give it unto you to possess it. A land that is flowed with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which has separated you. other people this is a tremendous scripture if we just dwelt on Leviticus 20 and 24 to realize God has given us a land of promise and it's not this land called this earth as we know it as such because we know that this earth indeed is going to pass away it's going to have a holy fire and it's going to be transformed and it needs to be if I had a slide for you tonight, today, to show you what is in the atmosphere, because even the atmosphere is going to be burned up by a holy fire, you would see, as, as they have, if you want to look it up for yourselves, and you just look up space junk, space junk, and find out what kind of junk is floating around in this atmosphere. So God has to burn not only the earth, but the heavens with a holy fire. But we can say, well, brother Tom, I understand that because that's what Peter wrote in the scripture. But another thing that we must understand that we've also, this earth has been burnt by fire. And it's not only changed our desires, it's changing our living place. Joshua, you don't need to turn now, I'll read some scripture. Joshua 11 and 23, so Joshua took the whole land. Joshua took the whole land. I'm not interested in your unbelief, and as much as you're not interested in my unbelief. 
God gave Abraham a land. He said, look north, look east, look west, look south. I give it to you. I give it to you. I'm the one that separated you in Laodicea. It hasn't been Brother Biscal that separated us. It hasn't been Bible Way that has separated us. But God has separated us. And we need to ponder this. Because if God has separated us, Satan cannot have us. It's impossible. If God's got a grip on your life, the devil can't have you. He's always loved you and will continue to love you. So Joshua 11.23, so Joshua took the whole land. Maybe there's something you need to take today. Something that you need to possess within your land. Then the God that said, I would that you prosper in health as your soul prospereth. That God that separated you gave you that scripture. So I want you to take your land back. Take it back. Brother Brown preached the message called restoration of the bride tree. Take it back. The enforcer is here. Take it back. Don't let it become a thought in your mind. Let it become an action in your life. Everybody has a thought of what it should be. Let's take God at his word and what it is. Whether you got a, a withered hand. I was reading where Brother Bram was talking about that little woman from Canada. She spent all that she had. She had five cents left. And, and then all of a sudden, she couldn't even get a, a prayer card in the meeting. She couldn't be called out. But she had prayed and she had prayed that God would, would somehow deliver her from a withered hand that she had fallen when she was a little girl. She had five cents left to hitchhike back to Canada, wherever the meetings were. And God was mindful of her. The prophet went out for a walk. Remember, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. It's not just a walk. God had a seed in mind. He shall see his seed. And there she was with five cents in her pocket, hitchhike, a sister, hitchhiking back to Canada. And a prophet goes down a certain street and the angel of the Lord said, bump into her, bump into her. And he bumped into her and it sort of shocked her because she got going on home on her mind. I hope that you got going home on your mind, but not, Hey, saints of God, I don't know about you, but I can been bumped by an angel. Come on, say it with me. I've been bumped by an angel called Revelation 10.7. He saw me the way I was. I was a withered soul. But God sent a message in his age to bump into me. Why? He wants me to have my whole land. EBA, not half your land, not a quarter of your land, your whole land. That's my inheritance. This is my land. So he bumped into her. She got startled for a moment. She looked around. She said, Brother Branham. And then told her the story. She only had five cents left. 
And he said, sister dear, what's your problem? She says, I've had this withered hand. And by the time the prophet finished with her, her arm was totally straight. If the angel of the Lord that directed a prophet to a woman on the street, surely the angel of the Lord that brought you to church this morning can bump into your life and change you. Is he the same? Yesterday, today, and forever. Is he the same? Then God can do anything. Amen. Why, saints of God? He's trying to bring us into that dimension. He's trying to bring us into that world. So Joshua took the whole land. Man, I would love it. You wouldn't interrupt me, EBA. John, I don't care who you are. That you could interrupt me this morning and say, I'm taking my land back. Satan has ruined my family. I've got children that need salvation. I claim my land. Amen. Not, not, not just because I've raised my voice that causes some stimulation. I want the stimulation of revelation to strike your soul this morning. Satan, take your hand off of my children. Is there enough desperate people around here? I wonder. We hear about Mexico. How a little woman, she just climbed over and climbed over and climbed over with a dead baby. But she had her eyes because God was with an angel. Come on. He was the angel of Revelation 10.7. She caught a revelation. If you could catch a revelation this morning, all things are possible. I don't care what your condition is, what your need is. God is a God of the impossible. Thank you, Dan. Exactly. I wonder how they did it. I wonder how they did it in Jesus' time. I wonder how they did it. I wonder how that little Seraphonician woman did it. Crawled over a deacon, crawled over a trustee, crawled, crawled over. Said, my daughter's in need. But she got the hem of his garment. Just the hem. Just the hem. And he felt virtue go from him. Who touched me? And we all know the story. And Peter said, Lord, there's a multitude around you. What do you mean who touched you? It wasn't a touch by a mortal man. It was a touch by faith. And that's what we need. We need to get into that realm. Touch him by faith. And nothing can withstand you. Because God gave you the land. Listen, there's no Hittite, no Jebusite, no, no ite, no nothing. No Mennonite, Baptite, or any ite. Come on. It's going to stop this church. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about this church. From obtaining what God had in his mind. You've got a new land waiting for you. It's just a little higher. Just a little higher. 
We don't let circumstance dictate our faith. We don't let bank accounts dictate our faith. We don't let situations or bankruptcy or anything dictate our faith. Our God is able to do anything this morning. And if you can actually reach out into the realms of God. Sister Bev, you'll be doing cartwheels around here soon enough. Well, be holy cartwheels, let's put it that way. We've been praying for you, Sister Bev. Amen. And you're sitting here. And you're not six foot under right now. You are standing here. What does it? Prayer. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Not some sort of mapped out message. Some structured 40 minute message. We have to, saints of God, reach within the veil of promise. And watch God start to move. But you have to do your part. You always love and enjoy somebody else. Standing up like Dan did and say, I agree with that. But how about you? Now we're getting, now that got this a little bit lower. No, 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 no. Exactly right, Brother Roy. No, 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 no. Get a little higher. Get a little higher. We have a lot of needs here, saints of God. I'm not going to let the devil take any of our land. Israel's had to fight for her land. We'll fight for our land. You've got the world focused on Israel. God's got his eye focused on the apple of his eye. It's called the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord said unto Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to their divisions by their tribes. And the land rested from war. Tremendous scripture. Remember, this was a land that was now taken from the enemy. Because it was God that created the land. So it's his land. So then God said to Abraham, look north, look south, look west, look east. Every place that you put your footprints on, it's your land. Many of you have marked up Bibles. Such as we have. That's your land. And there are certain times God spoke to you regarding your land. Well... Because you've made a, uh, a, a declaration that that promise is yours, that doesn't keep the devil away. That just makes him a little bit more mad. And so I want him to know we are not defeated. We have conquered through Christ. And so it's through the word. Amen. That's right. Because saints of God, if we can't believe for this, then we're just coming along life's stream. But every promise, when they walked through those doors and my prophet was standing at that pulpit, they expected the supernatural to take place. I wonder what is your expectation? And I am not ashamed of it. Whether in this life or in death, I am not ashamed. To proclaim this gospel. Look what it did to you, Phil. Look at how it changed your life. And it'll keep on changing from glory to glory to glory. 
That's what this word came for. To change us. Footsteps as we know from a prophet. That footsteps means possession. And every promise in the book is to the believer. But you've got to make footprints. That's why I said to Sister Rachel and Sister Debbie, when I heard that prophet said to that sister that hath arthritis, get up and stomp your feet. And that arthritis left. I thought of my sisters. Why? Because my God is the same. He's not a God of 1950. He's not a God of 1960. He's a God of 2022. Hallelujah. We just need to get inspired to say that's nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. But you've got to make footprints. You've got to make footprints. Can you imagine? We have Brother EBA now over the last couple of weeks standing up saying, praise the Lord. My eyes are healed. It wouldn't scare me for a daddy to stand up and say, I claim my possession as my son. No, it doesn't. It says of God, listen, we get too orderly sometimes. But there's something in us that wants to cry out. It longs for. Brother Bram said, I just don't want another good meeting. He said, I want to cross over. I don't want just a nice little meeting at Bible Way. I want where God starts to move. Mothers start to claim the promise. Young people say, that's, that's what I want, Brother Tom. I need the fire of God. I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen, saints of God, you get that baptism, you will never be the same again. You won't be in, out, in, out, in, out. You'll be in, 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 in. And Satan will be out, 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 out. Get in the inner veil. Get in the Shekinah glory. Don't look at me as though I, I, I got three eyes either. Brother Tom's excited again. Saints, this is what I live for. I shut myself in for this. These brothers do the same. We don't just cock and cock something up five minutes before coming to a service. Service day after day after day. Lord, give us something. Food in due season for the sons and daughters of God. We've got to get out of here. And what did this prophet message come for? Translation. Things that are to be. Future home. Rapture. Oh, but you've heard it again. And again. And again. I think it was Brother Lonnie said, I think about the 40th time you get it. I remember Suzanne Wesley. I think it was, John said to him, honey, you've told our son to pick that up 19 times. She said, but the 20th, he did it. 
Never forgot it. Because I don't care if these brothers preach the same thing over and over again. One day when I get it, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So footsteps is possession. Every promise in the Bible is to the believers. But you've got to make footprints through it. Through it. You've got to fight every inch for it. People just come to church, you know, we, we have lately people come to church and, you know, oh, I like the atmosphere and I, I like the fellowship and the brothers like to eat East Indian food. And... Don't laugh, it's true. Where are they today? They haven't caught it. We don't want people just to associate with us because they like an atmosphere or they like you as a person. We want them to know him as the person. Yes, you are a sweet and wonderful people, but that ain't going to get them in a rapture. That's not going to get them a body change. We have people come to church and they say, Brother Tom, we cry every time we walk in. And, and I said, I, I remember those days too. And, and, but what does crying do for you? They're not here today. You just have to slow the pace up. It is not emotion. It's faith. And I can tell you, Joshua had faith. But when he saw the captain of the Lord of hosts, I guarantee you there's a lot of emotion. <laughs> and he went back to camp saying, hey, we got this. We got this. The captain of the Lord of hosts. Said, we will take these walls. I want to say to you this morning, the captain of the Lord of hosts has come down in this generation. It's not a story of Jericho. It's a living reality. And if you got some walls built up today, let the captain of the Lord of hosts knock those walls down. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, sir. You got to fight every inch of the way. If you've got no fight, here's your prophet. Here's your prophet. You love everything else, he said. Now, you better love this part. He said, if you've got no fight, then get out of the game. If you're not going to fight for this, just get out. Get out. Because it's not for you. But those that are in the game. We will fight. Every inch. Hallelujah. Yes sir. Why? I've got an eager expectation. It's a realization. And I'm assured. Of this great hope. And I'm looking forward. To my future. This is what it says in the Greek, to my future. But my future could be one minute away. Yep, one minute away. Die of a heart attack, boom. When they ring those golden bells, I'm ready. Are you ready? But it might not be that either. It just might be in a minute. All of a sudden a sweep comes over this church. Are you expecting that? 
that the Holy Ghost start moving over this church. And God starts to transform us into what He thought of us before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. When Brother Bram said, I'll travel, you'll travel like a thought, he was showing us he was traveling like a thought. Don't look for something. He did it. He showed you how he did it. He said, I don't know. He said, I tried to explain it, but I can't explain it. I'm standing here at the platform, but I'm 20 years back. But I'm hearing my voice. And then I'm 20 years forward. He was traveling like a thought. Saints, he was showing us what, what what's going to happen when you get into that dimension. It's not a, a, a fabrication. Oh, when I get over there, I'm going to travel like a thought. He did it. He was in it. The Lord was showing us. Are you expecting it? Oh, we'll get into that. Tell you what, you get into that dimension. He says, sister dear, don't get afraid of that. Don't get afraid of that. That is the Lord, Jesus. I thought, Lord, could you just come by my way like that? He said, you can't see him. Because you weren't given that sense to see him. He said, but if you had that sense to see him, he said, it'd be around, but you wouldn't even know what to do. What does that do? It increases a longing. Oh, if I just get into a service and I just get healed, if I could just get in that service and get into that realm. That realm. Talked about a realm of perfect love. And we, so we make, we, we make a phrase, perfect love. Perfect love is the Holy Ghost. That's all that is. He said, how, how could he preach perfect love of faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, capstone of love? When his wife comes back within a moment, said, Bill, whatever all you preached is exactly what it is over there. He hadn't even got the faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance. Uh-huh. Very early in his ministry, everything you preached, and Brother Bram turns around and said, without perfect love, you can't get there. What is perfect love? The Holy Ghost. People got it to a phrase. It's a person. It's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. First thing you know, you go, you go petting around your little sickness. Oh, I got this sickness. Petting it. Hmm. Better not put drama to it, Michael. But he says you go around first, you know, petting your sickness, petting your petties, petting your petties around like this. Start petting it around. He says, why don't we just go over and take our land? He doesn't care whether your neighbor doesn't believe it. The person next to you doesn't believe it. He said, we believe it. Don't petty it. Rebuke it. Be under expectation and a longing. Take the land. Hallelujah. God said it's ours. If he said it's ours, then it belongs to us. The promise is unto you. How many is yous? 
The promise is unto you. The promise is unto you and to your children. Come on. This is for you people. This promise is unto you and your children. And your children's children. Glory be to Jesus. And a pastor can sit here this morning and say that's nothing but the truth. I've got my children. I've got my children's children. And I claim my children's children's children. Why stop? Why stop? Did I claim it? The promise is unto you, your children, to your children's children, as many as the Lord and God shall call. That's what's the matter with the church tonight. You got a wishbone. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have my children. I wish they could be sitting in church. He said, you got a wishbone where you should have a backbone. Come on. Whose daddy's on Father's Day got a backbone this morning? We claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. No devil, no unbelieving spirit, no coldness in the church, no nothing is going to stop me from claiming my land. My land. You saw Ella struggling up there. She wasn't petting it. She wasn't petting it. She wasn't petting it. And she doesn't want your pity either. She's got faith. And they got annoyed her face. You say it hasn't happened. Who said it hasn't happened? Don't give me your unbelief. Give me your faith. We had people tell us, yeah, your youngest boy, he's backslid. He's everything else. My wife would say, he is not backslid. He's my son. We prayed. We fasted. We read scripture. Day after day after day. I put scripture after scripture in his lunch bag. Every morning, Joanne would get up. She said, honey, have you got a scripture for Joel when he opens up his sandwich? You got a quote. You got a scripture. Every day. I wasn't looking to Tim's book. God bless him for his book. I have to go to my book called the Bible. I got to find a scripture for my son. And God, rich in mercy. Come on. God, rich in mercy. I don't care about your unbelief. I only believe in faith. And God, rich in mercy, dropped down on a little woman. Grabbed her daddy. Give me my son. I believe at that time, Dad, it was at that time, the Holy, I was sitting in a car, and the Holy Spirit fell down. You want to talk about a book of Acts? I'm going to give you some book of Acts today. I'm sitting at Starbucks. What's Starbucks? Nothing to me. But then my wife was meeting her mommy and daddy, and then we had just a burden on her heart. And we were in meetings, and God would give her a scripture. Then finally, it came to a point, Daddy! You're the man of God that said you'll have a son. And his name's Joel. And he's dead. 
Give me my son. Don't get quiet. Rejoice. Because my son is here. He's married. Has three children. That's the land we want. That's the land we declare. We can say all this other land, but if you can't apply it to this land, what good would it do? Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, sir. What's the matter with the church tonight, Brother Bram said? He said he got a wishbone. Well, if they're predestinated, they'll come. Wishbone believing. I like substance faith. I like substance faith. Real substance faith. They are mine. And I'm not listening to no one belief. They're mine. Yes, instead of a wishbone, he says, put on a backbone. That's what we need. Amen. We're in Jubilee. We're in Jubilee. Then every slave that was a child of Israel. Come on. Stay with me. It had nothing to do with Hivites and Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites. and nothing to do with them. They stayed in bondage. But those that were of the children of Israel, in that year of Jubilee, every son and daughter of God, free. Yep, free. Throw your hoe down. Tell the devil you're not going to work for him no more. Mm-hmm. I'm free. Yes, sir. Now the Lord is that spirit. Now Paul's going to get to your freedom. You get bound up here. You don't have the spirit of God. You cannot be bound and free. You're either free or bound. And I might as well take freedom. Might as well take freedom. He says, where the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. It also means you got access. Amen. You can access your heavenly father on Father's Day. A great entrance has been opened unto you that are of the family of God. See, a people want just church, preach nice service, clap hands, Sing a song, but that's not what I believe we want. We want deliverance. We want to change. We want to move. Amen. If we get bound up, the Spirit of the Lord is not here. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And whom the Son sets free is? Are you set free? Amen. Has the Son of Man come in this age? It was a son of man revealing the son of man. Telling you you're loosed by the blood of the lamb. 
You're loosed. We're loosed. Absolutely loosed. Wherefore, Peter writes, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Moreover, I will endeavor that you be, that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in your remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power of the coming of the Lord Jesus because we were eyewitnesses. I want to say to you this morning, we are eyewitnesses of the power and resurrection of this word. Not a story, Daniel. It's not a story. It's a living reality. I was dead, dead, dead. But now I'm alive, alive, alive. Glory! Proving that He's still the resurrection and the life. Glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Amen. So Paul was trying to bring them into the remembrance of these things that he's already taught. So that they wouldn't forget. Brother Bram turns around and said, there is an elected church. <laughs> Me? There is an elected church somewhere in this world. We've got representation, as I said last week. We've got them from Africa. We've got them from South America. We are, or sorry, Central America. We've got them from all over Canada, United States, Europe. We got a taste of heaven. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody comes in their national garb. Well, I'm looking at the national garb called the robe of his righteousness. Robed in white. Glory. Yes, sir. There's an elected church somewhere in this world that's pulling out and set aside for those things. And the manifestation of God has attracted its attention. God, you've got my attention. You ever have your teachers tell you, can I get your attention, please? Huh? Can I get your attention, please? But to the seed elected, the manifestation of the word causes her to come to its attention. Now, this is what he says here. The shock has given forth its strength. And the way that uh, spoken word has it in there, the strength isn't strength as in power of man, but strength is capital S. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hmm. That means him. So let me read it again. The shock has given forth its strength. It was God in Luther, but moved on in Wesley, but moved on in Pentecost. And the shock opened up and gave forth its strength. 
into the seed. It went on. It was a good shock. Pentecost was a good shock. Brother Ram goes on to say, it served its time. But it's word bride of the word groom. <laughs> it's the word bride of the word groom. Get it? Got it. Proverbs 4 and 26. Ponder the path of thy feet. Ponder it. Where have you been led? Down the garden path or to heaven? Ponder. Weigh out where you've been walking. Weigh it out. Are you walking in the goodness of God? Or are you walking in your own unbelief? Ponder. Solomon writes, Ponder the path of thy feet. And then he goes on to say, Then let all thy ways be established. So if you're going your own way, get off that path. Ponder and get on the path of righteousness. Walk on the path to perfect faith. Or can I say imperfect faith? Brother Bram said if we live in perfect faith of a Christian to what we are, we are mystic. And that gets mystical. See how quiet you got all of a sudden? Say, where is Brother Tom going? Stay with me. You will get there. He said, now, we live in perfect faith of a Christian and what we are. If we lived in that path, we be a mystic. The people wouldn't understand you. True. The, the way, that's the way it is for a believer. They're mystic. People don't understand. Because they live in a world to themselves. They need to ponder the path. They live in a world to themselves. Jesus lived in a world that nobody else could touch. And so when a man lives by faith, walks by faith, I mean substance faith, he's isolated from the entire world and becomes a new creature. In Christ. There now. You're getting into bride material. See? 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 Well, sometimes we, you know, we just go dot, dot, dot. And don't have to. Brother Brown really wants you to see, see, see. And so when a man lives by faith, he walks by faith. Now you're getting into bride material. That means for each one of us, not just pastor, deacons, trustees. That means for the laity. Every individual walks in a world with God alone. 
That's why nobody can shake you. No unkind words can move you. You know in whom you have believed. It's not a question. It's a knowing. I know my Redeemer liveth. It's to know. So then what is a mystic? What is a mystic? The prophet called you a mystic, Jerry. He called us a mystic as Christians. He calls us a mystic. Is a person who contemplates, ponders. I thought I'd get back, back around to part two right here. So a person that is a mystic contemplates or ponders and self surrenders to a unity of deity. Mm -hmm. That's where we want to go. That's where this message wants to take us. Saints, that we can ponder this message out, weigh it out, and move now into a drawing up, into a oneness of you and God, where deity becomes your absolute. I'm a mystic. Why am I a mystic? I'm united with him. Amen. I'm united with him. And I ponder. I weigh out the word. I am united or I'm absorbed into deity, which is God's absolute or God absolute, who believes in a spiritual apprehension of truth. I'd say I'm a mystic. Yes, sir. I want to apprehend that which I've been apprehended for. Mm -hmm. Let's go apprehending. Let's apprehend that oneness. Let's apprehend and be absorbed by that deity of God. Is your deep calling to a deep? Oh, my. I want you to weigh this one out now. Is your deep Calling to a deep. Then if your deep is calling to the deep. Brother Bram said then there has to be a deep to respond. But you take it very quickly to I have a deep for God. And that's good. You must have. And that's very good. But then if you have a deep that's calling for healing. Come on. Then there has to be a, a healer to meet the deep. You say, I'm depressed. Then there's a healer to meet the depression. I don't care what you got. When you've apprehended him, you'll drive the devil out of your life. You'll drive it out of your family's life. You won't be in a stupor. Petting it. I have this problem. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Be a mystic. Be a ponderer. Be one that weighs it out. Be one that's absorbed. Be one that's caught up into deity himself. The absolute of God. And we will be spiritual apprehenders of this Jesus. If there's a deep that calls for a deep then there's got to be a God for your healing. Come on. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to point anybody out. But I know there's those here that need a touch from the Master. 
if you had a deep, that meant your deep of your soul. Then there's got to be a deep that meet the deep of your body cry. Why limit God? Why don't you, why doesn't, why doesn't your deep get deeper? That means more deep. And if there's a deep calling for the deep, there's a deep to respond. There's a God that will heal you this morning. Nothing can bind him. No unbelief will hinder God. So I want to ask you, who wants deliverance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're getting absorbed. We're mystics. The oneness of God is taking place. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. There's a God. Who told the boy? I've used, I've preached on him before. Who told the little boy to eat the petal? Huh? I mean, really? Who told the little boy to eat the petal? There was a deep there. But how did the deep even direct him to the petal? The same way the deep directed you to Christ. The same way the deep met you in this word. Deep. Calling to the deep. I want to ask you, Julie, what deep was it in you that said, my God can deliver me? That was a deep from Almighty God. Orrin, what would you do? What would you do? You, <laughs> you being what you are, a scientist and doctor of all this stuff. I'd like to prescribe to you sulfur in a petal. <laughs> He'd look at that order and go, you got to be kidding me. I got to go eat a petal. But his body, Brother Bram said, was calling for something that was of the earth. So the earth, deep, was calling to a deep. And there had to be something to meet the deep. But we weren't born from earth. We were always in the mind of God. And my name was written in a book. And that deep was calling to your deep. got to be we weren't of terra firma we were from heaven we were from the very mind of God who told the boy to eat the eraser who told that woman to eat the onion she just had to have onion just had to have onion something in her was craving for something what are you craving for this morning What are we craving for? There's a deep calling for more of God. There's a deep calling for more of God to heal. Then there has to be a fountain open. In the house of David. Because there was going to be many deeps that are calling to the deep. So a fountain had to be open. A fountain of healing. A fountain of deliverance. And then God had to respond to what your deep was calling for. Brother Bram says, I know that's true. And I know there's something in us that tells us. Here it comes now. 
There's something else in us that calls for a land beyond the river. So don't stop at just your healing and your own personal needs and money in the bank. Hey, by the time this get the recession gets over, we'll all be equal. <laughs> yeah, well, back to Bible days. They had all things in common. Nothing. <laughs> but where'd my RSPs go? Down the tubes. They've been spending that for months and years. And oh, I won't go there because I'm not preaching on economics. But there's a deep that calls past healing. Past deliverance. There's a deep that calls for new the land. There is a land of milk and honey. There is a land where we won't need money. There is a land shining with jasper. Beulah land, sweet Beulah land. Don't get caught up in this land. Let your deep now start expressing deeper things than just, I need a touch. I'm kind of homesick for a country. My goodness, Brother Ryan, since a young boy, your bamboo has been growing. And only him and I probably remember that. There's something craving. There's something longing. There's a there's a deep calling. For more than just healing. Of course there's a fountain that's been opened up. For healing and the power of God. And I know he says do you believe that. With all my heart. I know it's true. And as we call. There's something in us. That tells us. There's a land. Uh, beyond the river. Can I give some examples? Sister, you with the black gloves on and your hands like this, raise up, look this way at me. If I don't quote to you your prayer that you were praying... That I heard in another dimension. Another world. Tell you what you're praying about. Will you believe that Jesus heard you? Then wherever he was moving. Jesus was there. I want to go where Jesus is. I don't want to stay on this side. I want to move on that side. Do you believe Jesus heard you? Now let me ask you the question. Who was talking, Wes? Was that William Branham speaking? Or was that God in the vessel? Only God in the vessel. 
was telling where the prayers are being prayed. What's he trying to do? Push us into a land beyond here. Now, if I'm out on a limb, just leave me there, okay? Lord will either correct me or whatever. You were praying and I heard it in another dimension, another world. I'll tell you what you were praying about. Will you believe then that Jesus heard you? This is his anointing. Who hears prayers? Christ, he said. Hear what you were praying about. You were praying about your bladder condition. So let me ask you, who was standing on the platform? William Branham or God? Jesus Christ himself was standing right there. Telling her exactly what she was praying. And you're praying for your colon condition. You're asking God to have me speak to you. Oh my, oh my, if I was younger, I would leap over this pulpit. Because I start to understand, it's not William Branham that ever spoke to me. It was the vessel that God used. It was God sitting on a log. I'm sorry, friends. You know, I told you, I'm out on my limb and just leave me there. If you give me a chainsaw, David, I'll throw it back. But I'm seeing, and where I am seeing, I don't know what I'm seeing. All I know is that there is a land just a little higher. And I'm not satisfied with this here. I'm just not. I'm not. I want to go across. I want to go across the veil. I'm getting pulled. I'm getting pulled. Because, Dad, you spoke on two worlds way ahead of our time. But I've listened to those two worlds. A prophet lived in there. And he jumped in the water. And he said, the water's fine. I want to jump into that world where Jesus is. Let not your heart be troubled. For I've gone to prepare a place for you. That where I am. That's your Bible. That's John 14. That where I am, you shall be also. He said, it's just a faster dimension. I want to get caught up in that faster dimension. It's more than just seeing William Branham's prophet, folks. Yet you got to believe that with all your heart. It's way past that. And that's all people around the world. A lot of people just see William Branham is Malachi 4. He's more than Malachi 4. He's the word manifested. Now that's a big, big, big thing. You say amen, but a lot of people stumble at that statement. Malachi 4 was William Branham, was the word manifested. He was Luke 17, 30, manifested. It was a prophecy manifested. 
like Mary, a virgin shall conceive, laying there under Isaiah prophecy. Remember last week? But she was under expectation. There has to be a virgin. And then an angel came. There has to be a bride. And then an angel came. Hallelujah. He sent Jesus to make this inheritance real to you. That's what he said in the adoption series. He sent Jesus, Ben, to make this message real to you. This is your inheritance. I have a beautiful home. That's not my inheritance. I have a good car. That's not my inheritance. That's not my inheritance. My inheritance is him. That's what my Bible says. My inheritance is him. He's my portion. He's my inheritance. Then if he's my inheritance and all that he is is a mine. You're the one that said amen to that statement. Is he your inheritance? Then all he is you are. All he owns you have. Walk like it. Talk like it. Live like it. Expect like it. Be absorbed by it. Become one with it. Oh my Jesus. Where's David's mighty man? Who will stand with me? We will cut through 15 miles of unbelieving Philistines. I don't care what the web says. I don't care what no man says. I care what this message says. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I've unsheathed my sword. And it's the king's sword. The same benefits the messenger got, we get under the messenger. I'm not William Branham, but I got his benefits. Amen. We're not prophets, but we're sons of God. We're daughters of God. Let's not live below our God-given privileges. Hallelujah. Think about it. He says, I'll tell you what you're praying. He said, I can't tell you that. Christ can. Christ can. Christ hears your prayers. Sure he does. You were praying for a ladder. What were you praying for, Ben? I'm not a prophet. I don't know, but he does. The same Jesus had told that woman what her problem was is the same one that's here. So where I am, you shall be also in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He says, you are praying for the bladder. You're praying for your colon. You're asking God to speak to you. I want you to stand to your feet just a moment so the people will know. Turn around to the audience and people, you know, they put up their little hand, you know. Some of you can't even do that. That's okay. He said, stand up. Turn around to the audience. Let them know Jesus Christ is real. It wasn't a hidden faith. It wasn't an ashamed faith. It was a living act of faith. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Turn around to the audience. Don't fear, sister. You're going to be well. Why do I say that? It's light all around you. What was he doing? Living in a realm. I'm longing for that realm. Now, the only thing you do when you die, you just change your five senses. And he says, glory. I love it. Just humor me on this, okay? I, I love the prophet, okay? When he says glory, I say glory. When he says, it must have been heavy for him too. He says, you just received another sense. When you're alive with a higher sense, thousands of times higher than this sense. Thousands of times higher than this sense, Roy. I'm looking for it, buddy. It's a realm we have not tasted. It's a, I should say, we've tasted, we have not moved into. He says, now, it's a thousand times higher than this in another life. Where there's no death, no sorrow, and things you don't know nothing about. If he knew everything about it, then how could it be God? But it's another realm where we don't know nothing about Amen. You don't understand it now because you're only bumping into it. Just like that little lady bumped into that angel of Revelation 10:7. We bumped into another angel that's around you. He said in another place, he says, now you, you feel like crying or you just feel like a little emotion. He says, that's not you. You just bumped into an angel. I don't cry. It's not a manly thing to do no more. Really? Brother Bram saw Jesus. And he wept. He wept and he woke up soaking wet. I want to see this Jesus. I want to see this Jesus. Yes, sir. He said, you bumped into something. You haven't got that sense. You just have a strange feeling tonight. Looks to me like you want to cry or shout. Or something. It's the angels of the Lord. I won't. I defy you. I will not. Don't worry about it. It's not me you're defying. It's God. The elected seed in us is calling for that one who's elected us. I thought I'd get a louder one than that one. Because that one to me was really real when I wrote that down. The elected seed in us. Is calling for the one who elected us. Deep. Calling to the deep. The predestination in me is calling for the predestinator. (laughs) I know it's a made up word, but that's okay. You understand what I'm saying. 
In the meeting, sometimes I watch how them visions become material. I thought, oh God, how can it be? When standing here a minute ago stood a man with his arms folded looking at me. And I heard his voice talking to me, telling me things that's going to happen. It has never failed. Take that, devil. When that angel spoke to this angel, whatever he said never failed. Never failed. And yet it vanished from me. Brother Bram goes on to say, there is a land beyond the river that they call the sweet forever. It's calling. Then if it's calling, there must be something to respond. Who wants to go with me? wants to go to that other dimension. Live with Jesus forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We won't miss a beat. We'll have fellowship so sweet. We don't understand it here, he says. We don't understand it here. Thousands of times higher than our senses. Oh, deep, won't you call a little louder? Why don't you just let your deep call a little louder? Say, Jesus, come and meet with me this morning. Come and make that realm real, Lord. Deep calling to the deep. So this week, will you do me a favor? When you listen to a tape or whatever medium you use, I'm sorry for using that word tape, but that's what I've been brought up with. But when you hear that prophet's message, I want you to understand it's a voice beyond the veil. It's a voice that is a little higher. They were missing it in the 50s and 60s. They were missing it. I've missed it. I'm ashamed to say. But I know there's something a little deeper inside that's calling for that other realm. I just pray that the Holy Spirit would awaken it to all of us to come a little higher in the love of Jesus. Come up a little higher. Musicians, please come. So much, so much more we could say, but I just pray that as David wrote in the Psalms of the Lord, is the portion of my inheritance. I'll fight for this land. I'll fight for it. I'll fight for it for for you, with you. But I'm just going to keep on pressing on. I'm kind of homesick for a country. Brother Ryan, I know you're out there somewhere. Unless he's already moving faster. Ben, what a transformation. (laughs) I'm kind.
Sometimes, Lord, we just need to take a little bit of inventory. 
when we take inventory in the natural realm, whether it be in a store, you find out whether something's been stolen because it just doesn't match the purchase. Lord, maybe something's been stolen out of the hearts of your children this morning. We've taken a little bit of inventory. And Father, you just like to come near them. Speak deeply to their hearts. Comfort their souls. Beckon them a little higher in the realms of God. Life is just busy, Lord. Just busy. The older it seems we get, the longer life goes on, the more busier we get. Father God, I just pray that you'll give us eyes to see beyond the veil. Homes so united, Lord. Where the love of God saturates their little place. Sisters that are by themselves, may you be that comfort to them. Brothers, Lord, that need that friend that will walk with them down life's path. Lord, I'm sorry for being maybe a little bit emotional. But I know that there is a deep that calls to the deep, Lord. So I just pray, God, as we go our ways, so wonderful to have Brother and Sister Nygaard with us ones that have joined with us on the internet and those that are here in the assembly. I just pray that the presence of God will bump into them. The angels of the Lord will just change them, Lord, like you did that little lady from Canada. One had a withered arm. Maybe somebody's got a withered heart. And you want to soften it this morning. Would you do that, Father? Would you do that for them? Tenderize all of our lives, Lord. And let us live, Lord, not for this dimension, but for that other dimension, I pray. Guide us, lead us. May we ponder on this pathway of life. And may we take you by the hand and lead us to that promised land. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless your children as they prepare to go. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Won't you walk with me, Jesus? Let me walk with you, Jesus. So that where I am.
There's no walk like this walk. There's no friend like this friend. And if you have not known him, and you want to know him, and your deep actually calls to know this Jesus, let him bump into your aisle right now. Let him become a reality to you. Say, well, I've heard so much, Brother Tom. You're talking about angels. You're talking about heaven. You're talking about... Just meet him and these things will become real to you. Won't won't you walk? How many felt so lonely one day when Jesus came? you saints thank you for your faithful attendance this morning we love you with a great love and i just pray that that dimension just drops down real quick swing low sweet chariot we sang at brother frank's graveside swing low sweet chariot swing low that's what i'm waiting for just to come and carry me home god bless you God be with you this week as you conquer your land. I've separated you a people to take all the land. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.
We'll sing as I'll pray for Sister Violet first, but we'll sing. Can't you hear those bells ring, ring those golden bells? Brothers, why don't we come pray for Sister Violet? Amen.
wonderful afternoon in the presence of the Lord. You know what my prayer is? That you just bump into Him. Have a glorious afternoon. Amen, Ella. It's already done, honey. It's the Word. Shalom. God bless you all.